It's time to discover your home's potential with Chris Kramer, Joel Graber, and Rob Perrettini on Measure Twice. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. This is Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. Brought to you by Miller's Building Supply and Hoosier Hardwood. Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982, and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And Hoosier Hardwood. Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. Visit hoosierhardwoodfloors.com. And if you have any questions, you can email us at questions at mtwiceshow.com or visit our website and click on the Contact Us page. All right, guys. So, uh, what are we what are we talking about here? We got holidays floating around. I'm living in my basement now because I've got mom, grandma in town, so they've taken over my bedroom. Taught me an awful lot about how much storage space I have, <laughs> how much uh, how much space I have for guests to come over, and uh, is my basement really big enough? Because we have that extra bed down in the basement that my wife uses for photo shoots and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to know no, about that. Shut up. <laughs> no doubt. Knock it. Where are we Where going? Are we? Knock <laughs> it off. And uh, so anyway. Are these of you, Casey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not the only one that has naked room aspirations here, Joel. Okay, good. That just brings a whole visual. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Let's change the subject. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and, and the, the thing is, is like, so my my mom has recently, like, had some surgery and stuff like that. So she's not going to be able to get up and down the stairs, and we don't have a bathroom downstairs, and we've talked about doing bathrooms downstairs in basements right. before. Um, but what we... What we do have is is my wife who does babies and children um, with photography and things like that. She went out and she actually got a bed uh, for a photo shoot. She's like, yeah, it'll double as like a spare bed. So it's like a queen size bed that we have down there. So I'm I'm sleeping on that. And, and <laughs> well, I left without my phone or anything today because I'm fumbling around in the dark trying to make sure that my wife is not, you know, going to be waking up by me sneaking out of the house and that sort of thing. And then uh, my family last night is like, hey, um, like, where can we put all of our clothes and stuff? I'm like, the suitcase <laughs> where it belongs. <laughs> You're not moving in. So, but I mean, it did it, it taught us an awful lot about the amount of, of storage and the space that we have. And, and I think the holidays are probably bringing that out in a lot of people. So, yeah. How do we fix this? <laughs> Call it for sale sign. <laughs> Chris, man, you are good. You are good. I can't sell it. I got my light projector on the outside of the house. Oh, that's right. Those travel. <laughs> Do they? Oh, that's even that's even better. I can't see. I'm going to get another one and bring it inside too. Oh, oh man, because I, I can point it. I can point it vertical. So I'm just going to, you know, so it'll it does the falling the falling yeah. snow thing. Will that so I'm not just gonna, yeah, cause a seizure? <laughs> probably, but that's okay. The, the thought figure, of it causes a seizure. Yeah. <laughs> if we have seizures, we won't realize that we have a storage and a, and a space problem in the house. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so how do the holidays, though? Honestly, like how do the holidays kind of kind of just you know awaken? I think people to space issues not not just with you know capacity of people living there but but also storage being able to keep things out of the way so you're not tripping over it all the time and it can be flow also how things flow because you know once you're like grandma tripping over the baby gate it's something like yeah. times yeah. last night and yeah. i'm just convinced she's gonna go down <laughs> while she's here she may <laughs> yeah 
It's going to be fun. <laughs> the first thing you need to, to keep in mind is up your liability insurance. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think we just renewed that. <laughs> oh, man. She did. She clipped it like 14 times last night. Oh, that's grandma. Oh, my God. It's a giant white bar on a, on a brown floor. Like, you should be able to see this. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to well, be Well, that definitely ball. hurts your flow. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the baby take, gate. Get rid of the baby gate. No. <laughs> then I got liabilities of the baby going down and getting on the stairs to the basement. What's and oh, grandma man. or baby? Take a choice. Yeah. I choose baby <laughs> or grandma. <laughs> Sorry, uh, grandma. Hopefully she's not listening. <laughs> yes, we, used, right. we used to love you, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> the baby wins oh. out this time around. <laughs> uh, well, she had a good life. No. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. He started it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, what he Chris did, doesn't understand did. is how dark I really am. Yeah. I did not realize yeah. it until now. <laughs> That's okay. I am too. But All right. So, I mean, talk talk about flow. Uh, well, you know, I I guess you you find that out when you have a bunch of people in your house. Mm-hmm. You're setting up for family dinner. Or... Now, do you want, with, with flow, when we're talking about family visiting for the holidays, do you want it to be easier for everybody to see each other and interact, or are we thinking, let's make it a little bit more difficult so we can isolate the pockets of relatives that we don't really want to interact with, but we have to pretend to love? I guess I guess that is really a personal preference. That's right. That's, <laughs> up, that's up to the individual. That's true. So you have to decide what, what how, if you want flow or anti-flow. So basically, I've got to go to I've got to go to Chris, and I've got to go. I need I need to cordon off this group of people, and then he goes to you, and he says, "Build a wall." Yeah, it's, it's, it's what it is, right? A big, beautiful wall. But that's we can right. have a door. That's right. Yeah, we can have a door in there. I like flow, especially with their price saving tool. There you go. I was waiting Jeez. for the reference to come up. <laughs> I figured, okay, there's going to be two references that come up. There's either going to be Flo the insurance lady or there's going to be another kind of thing that's going to get us canceled because of sexism. So I well, figured, you don't go there. Yeah, no. I figured one of those two ha- had to happen. It's early in the morning, folks. You have to understand there's like yeah. zero filter on all of us right now. <laughs> right. Chris walked in whistling this morning. I don't know what the heck is wrong with you. I was whistling Christmas carols. Hey. Just a happy dude. It's on the radio. What can I say? That's another problem with the season is Christmas music on the radio. By the time it's Christmas is over, I'm so ready to turn off Pandora at work from the Christmas channel. Oh, because like, oh. you have it on for the customers and stuff. Oh yeah, right? and we listen to it nine hours. So a day. now, are you in homicidal state or suicidal <laughs> state now? Uh, neither yet. Neither. <laughs> so keep coming in. Because I start in. off in homicidal and then I flow right into suicidal, and I'm like, God, just, God, I don't care, kill me now. Oh, no, okay. it'll be. Uh, luckily, we can change channels to different types of Christmas music. Well, I, there's Christmas some really good heavy metal Christmas music that's been coming out the past couple of years. I think you should give that a try. There is no such thing as good heavy metal Christmas <laughs> music. <laughs> Tenacious D, things I want. I'm telling you right now, your customers will really appreciate I'm it. I'm sure that yeah. that will be a good one for... <laughs> it's a classic. It's a Christmas classic. All right, so flow. Seriously. Got to back, back on, <laughs> back back on, on track. Sorry. I think the holidays... Um, I don't think they... They don't. How do I say it? I was going to say they show you where your shortcomings might be in the house, but that's not really and the right. With your relatives and with the relatives. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh, man, we are we are really on it today, aren't I we? Think so. I'll wow. Take, I'll take the credit. I, I might have some issues going on. Uh, personally. <laughs> might. Wow. Might. <laughs> well, I think that's when you realize that hey, maybe my kitchen's too small. My this is you know the flow of the house isn't working as well as we'd like it to. Maybe there's a better way to to restructure things for next year when everybody comes over. Now, do you remember me saying, you know, one of the reasons that we just rearranged our living room, I think two weeks ago, 
was that we knew we had people coming in yeah. and the way that it was set up before was even though it was a little bit more comfortable for us in the living area we knew that the chair didn't really fit it was kind of out of place but we needed the space so we actually flipped everything around got everything to fit in one space because we had people coming over right and but in a rare circumstance of the Hendrickson household <coughs> having forethought on stuff, <laughs> we, you know, we made that decision. But even even then, we're still sitting around looking like, okay, we got to figure out a way to get more more seating in here. Yeah. Um, and then the kitchen is always one of those things in the holidays, right? Where people just realize, hey, okay, let's let's be honest though. If you have a big kitchen, it still ends up being we don't have enough space for the kitchen because you're making a flipping holiday meal. And then in some cases, you're you're not going to have enough space. Like we had sixty people for Thanksgiving. There's no way you're going to have a sit-down dinner with 60 people. Right. So No, no 10-person, 20-person shower or anything like that? <laughs> nothing that's, like that. That's oh, helping out? Oh, God, no. Anyway, no. So we were setting up the garage, tables in the garage, and trying to keep the flow into the garage, but mm. that, that really didn't happen, even though we had heaters and it was comfortable and all of that. That's a, that's a good idea, because I've got a detached like pole barn. So you've got to walk like 50 feet in the snow to get to it. So we could maybe do something like that, extend that out to where, hey, Grandma, Grandpa, you know, everybody else, just, hey, just go out into the pole barn. There you go. Just think how cool it's that could be, though. I mean, extra it, you know, extra space in the pole barn. You can decorate that walkway. Yeah. Make or, it, or, you know, not shovel the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it didn't happen inside my house. <laughs> it's not my insurance. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Man, I tell you, I'll get back. He does have Christmas issues. On track. <laughs> he does. Yeah, I think the more family issues than Christmas. <laughs> Maybe issues. it is. I don't know. Trying Both. to decide here. Both. Okay, so, but you, you know, so you had sixty people over. Right. So there's no way you can. Was that all family? Y- yes. There's no wow. way you I was can say there's no way he had that many friends. Did you can come yeah, no in? Way. <laughs> so you just make you have to make do with what you have and take. Like we said, we may have set up the garage. You know, we set up the dining room table, and then everybody just sits where they can find a spot. Wow, it's in in that in that circumstance, I guess that you know, if you do it once and you say, okay, next time we set it up a little differently, there is no next time. time. <laughs> uh huh. Or, or there's no next time. Yeah, there's I no knew next I wasn't time. the only one. All right. So when we come back, maybe we'll come up with some ideas on on some stuff that people can do um, that may make things a little bit easier permanently, but also make things a little bit easier for the holidays. Um, Like, you know, figuring out how to downsize your family. (laughs) We got that coming up. You're listening to Measure Twice here on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. everybody. Thank you for tuning in to News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. This is Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. Brought to you by Miller's Building Supply and Hoosier Hardwood. Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982 and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And Hoosier Hardwood. Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. Visit hoosierhardwoodfloors.com. And if you have any questions, you can email us at questions at mtwiceshow.com or visit our website and click on the contact us page. Okay, guys, so I think we left off with how to downsize your family. <laughs> well, I think you might have already figured that out. Yeah. I have <laughs> some put ideas. Put a couple baby gates up. Put a couple baby gates up. and I'm working on it. I'm working on a stratagem. But, um, okay, so we're talking about the holidays, and we've got the, the situation where, you know, you might have to go ahead and reevaluate the design of your home. 
And especially if you are going to be the person that is now hosting. Uh, I've got a friend who's this is the first time that they're the, the host of the holidays. And like going forward, I think that's this is going to be our thing now. We're the ones that took over, you know, that responsibility. Um, I did that when we lived in Las Vegas. We ended up being the place that had the space to kind of take yeah. over that responsibility. Um, and so it, you know, it happens. But even then, you kind of figure out, okay, so we might have the best option to host these things, but we're still kind of don't have enough seating. Um, I don't want everybody, you know, during the holidays eating on the couch in the living room or something like that. So maybe we need a bigger dining room table. Uh, do we have enough space in the kitchen to even prep the food and the meal and cook it and everything else with all the people coming in and snatching stuff from us? And I mean, all those little things that maybe we don't deal with year round. Yeah. But if we're going to be the people who want to host parties and, and holidays and things like that might be something we have to evaluate in our permanent design. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> how, many, how many hours is this show? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, but you jotted down some notes. So one of the things well, that you yeah. had on there, things that come up is like, you know, your seating. We kind of right. address the seating a little bit. And then, of course, if you need somebody to give you pops of color and things like that, Chris is the guy to call. Um, or you could have one of those basket-weaved uh, pieces of furniture. What was that called again? Wicker? Hemp? Oh, <laughs> wicker. No, not wicker. No, you were saying the, 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 the twig. Oh, the twig. Oh, the twig. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, that stuff. Hmm. You could do that. I know. I know my. I know my interior design terms. Yeah, <laughs> got it. I've got it now. <laughs> the basket weave stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All in trying to make your guests comfortable, and that's but hard not, to do. But not too comfortable, and that's where a professional like you comes in. No, it's it's all about you want to make them comf- feel comfortable and welcome and. I, depending upon how many people you're entertaining, most house homes are not designed for large gatherings on a regular basis. Right. You know, it's like I tell clients: plan your you plan your space for the ninety percent of the time that you're there, and then you got to think about that ten percent when you're entertaining. Well, so, because we had um, we had relatives before. In Utah, they they decided they wanted to host for a couple of years, and huge house, beautiful house, lots of land, lots of space, and everything else. What we ended up finding out is that everybody had to sit in the dining room in the kitchen all the time. Like, there's no, like, living room. They just, they didn't use their living room as Mm -hmm. that, and so we were all just kind of sitting on those, you know, like the wood chairs. Yeah. yeah. And it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, And so... You know, it was just little things like that. It's like, okay, I get it. You know, you guys don't live out there, but it's like, if I'm going to come all the way across the country and hang out, I'd like a little soft chair uh, somewhere to go ahead and realize, right. right? Well, yeah, and that's, I mean, those are some of the things that you kind of figure out. Like, because the way you live, not necessarily how you entertain then. Right. 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 Because, I mean, holidays are the exception to the rule, I think, in certain respects, because you're... You're you're having larger gatherings with your families, sure. And to say I want my house set up for this larger family, it's a little more difficult because we're we're limited by space. Mm-hmm. Number one, um, you're limited by. Um, I mean, like for example, my dining room table holds six. We can put leaves in it, but then you're into the next room, right? Um, and I don't have enough chairs to go around other than folding chairs. So, but and when you have sixty people. That doesn't make any sense anyway. We're right. not going to get them around there. So they sit wherever they can. The living room's not off limits. Family room's not off limits. 
Well, good thing you if have they, plenty of pillows. Yeah. If they have, if they, yeah. <laughs> Something to just throw it on the ground and sit on. <laughs> hey. He loves his pillows. Hey, I take a, the coffee table and I clear it off and cover it, and that's the kids will sit around the coffee table. and. But they enjoy that, though. You know, right. it's, it's something. But that's how, I mean, that's how we have to accommodate. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it, it for me to look at my house and say, oh, you need a bigger house with me to move. Right. Right. And well, we uh, we have a client that we've done work for for years, and this past fall, uh, we he had us come in and we moved uh, the living room. There was a wall in between the living room and the kitchen, and the kitchen was it had a real wide open space between the two walls. So you were walking a distance from one side to the other where they had storage on either side, and so he wanted to take that wall down move it like three feet closer to the or enlarge the living room three feet and then make that more of like a a bar top so it wasn't a full wall it was just a bar top then and then uh the base cabinets were there because they didn't have any overhead cabinets on that wall anyway so but what that did was because they they do a buffet style Mm -hmm. for when they host okay and then it, it just opened up the flow for them quite a bit because then they it opened up the air. It just made the space bigger, right? Actually, for what they were doing, you know. I mean, the kitchen was too big; was bigger than what they needed anyway. And then it just made it created a better flow for when they were hosting. And that's something you don't hear a lot with kitchens: is like, yeah, okay, the kitchen's too big. Like we can lose some right. of the kitchen and then maybe add to an additional space on there. Because I think most people are trying to expand the kitchen. Right. And it, it, how many how many people come to you guys after the holidays and go, okay, so my wife has been bothering. And I'm only saying this, ladies, because 68 percent of the women still do the cooking. Um, <laughs> 68 percent. 68 percent of the women okay. still do the cooking in the household. Yes, according to like 2015 numbers. Um, so I'm not trying to be. No, that's fine. <clears throat> gender roly type. So anyway, where you have them complaining, like, I need this, I need this, I need this, and the husband's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then the holidays come around, and finally, like, she's ready to, like, slit throats. Yeah. And she's like, no, this is happening. Do you guys kind of find that maybe you get into the next year where you have people go, all right, we figured out in the holidays, like, stuff that my my spouse is telling me really needs to happen now, and I can't put it off anymore? Uh, that, you know, that happens at times. I mean... It's not. I mean, typically people are coming to me just because they want it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I mean, that sometimes can put you over the top, right? You know, the frustration of that. It becomes a minor inconvenience until the holidays roll around, right. and all of a sudden it's a no. We 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 need to right. absolutely do this. There's no there's no stalling it anymore. Don't you think most of it is um, kitchen? Yeah, it boils down to the kitchen. Generally, it boils down to the kitchen. You know, how can I create a better flow in my kitchen? How can I you know, like, how can I open up the space more to accommodate? Like you were saying earlier with the other customer, your customer that you've opened up the wall and everything. How can I create a better flow? Because most people, I think, if you're having a large group, you do buffet style. You know, right. it's not a sit down yeah. dinner. Make it as easy as possible. Make it as right. easy as possible. So, how do you generate that flow so that people can get through a buffet line or whatever, right, comfortably, easily without bumping into each other and. And I would assume that a lot of people kind of run into counter space issues, too. Oh, yeah. Because you well, know, we have our normal appliances yeah. and whatever we use, it, but now we need prep space, we need places to put things. And Well, yeah, and a lot of places didn't think of, like, you know, a lot. there was a long time where people weren't thinking about, like, the work triangle <laughs> and how, how to be efficient in the kitchen 
as far as where your prep areas are, your cleanup areas, and then your storage. And so there's so, a work triangle. Correct. So then you're working over top of yourself and walk. You know, it just minor minor inconvenience. It, it's a minor inconvenience until you are prepping for something larger, and then it becomes this is a real pain and makes it a lot more difficult. That's, I think I have a work trapezoid going. Right. <laughs> yeah, probably right now. <laughs> you could, because that's one of the first things we look at is on a kitchen layout is is the the work triangle and how functional or non-functional it is. And then we adjust from, then sometimes we have to adjust from there. Interesting. Okay, so coming up next, we're going to talk about not the kitchen, not the living area, but everybody's got to go to bed, right? So when you start putting people in rooms and figuring out, hey, maybe even the, the air conditioner or the heater, and hey, it doesn't exactly work very well anymore right. uh, in all the rooms. Because you always have that one relative who's like, I was freezing last night. Then another one that comes out, this is like my house, where I was sweating all night last night. Don't you dare turn the heat up. You know, that sort of thing. So we'll talk about that coming up on Measure Twice here on 95.3 MNC. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. This is Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. Brought to you by Miller's Building Supply and Hoosier Hardwood. Miller's Building Supply, where services priority since 1982 and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And Hoosier Hardwood. Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. Visit hoosierhardwoodfloors.com. And if you have any questions, you can email us at questions at mtwiceshow.com or visit our website and click on the contact us page. Okay, guys, so I think we were heading in the direction of, all right, so we've handled the kitchen, we've handled the um, the seating arrangements and things like that, some ideas to kind of maybe look out for, maybe help expand. What about when everybody goes to bed? Because uh, this is an issue in my house year-round anyway. And so we have, I know, surprised that there's issues in my house, right? Um, so our baby in the room, obviously we have to keep the baby warm. Well, her room is like really cold and the master bedroom is really hot and I'm always hot. So I'm sweating and uncomfortable every night just so we can have the baby, you know, kind of comfortable. Um, and the space heater thing kind of freaks the wife out just right. a little bit about that. Um, but I would assume you probably run into this with relatives too. You know, you always got that relative who's just got a different internal core temperature than everybody else and they're uncomfortable. And then if you make them comfortable, you're making other people uncomfortable and Maybe there's an issue with your with your heating. Yeah, there could be. I mean, if you have a house that you're not using some of the bedrooms on a regular basis, you don't know how how the air is right. getting there. So it could just it could be a matter of you need some dampers put in or something in your in your uh, ducting system to and and that can be something that would be done anyway. Like for your situation where you have a room that's always hot and a room that's always cold. If it was dampered, it could it it maybe you wouldn't be getting as much of the heat in your room, and more of it would be diverted to the baby's room, and then everybody could be comfortable. Right. So, so what is what is the damper? What does that even mean to the average person out there? Uh, it's basically something that's put in your in your line that can restrict the flow. Okay. Of air, uh, it can be open or, or closed or somewhere in between. So, so just doing like the surface vent thing is that is that not enough or uh, the camp? I mean, the problem with that is I I mean that's that's either that's mostly all or nothing. Okay, <laughs> you know those things. Doesn't cold air returns have a play a major factor in the airflow in your house too? Yeah, and, and your cold air returns. So if things are I mean if things aren't 
it may be true that you need a cleaning. Mm-hmm. You know, if some, if one of them's kind of getting b- blocked up or is not, you know, as clean as it should be, it, it can it can it can restrict some of the some of that airflow or just placement. Some there's nobody's nobody's perfect. Maybe somebody didn't get them in in the right places or whatever, but so is there like a way to troubleshoot that stuff, you know, just for the the average person out there is like, I might need something like this. I, you know, here's the thing. I, and air, air conditioner cleaning was real big where I'm from in the desert. Mm-hmm. But I found that a lot of people don't want to invest the money just to get it clean. It doesn't cost that much. It doesn't take much time. Right. They just don't want to invest because I think they have a hard time visualizing that big old pipe being blocked up. Well, it's, it, I mean, it just for air quality, it's good to do it. I mean, because the, the air inside your house is not clean. So you're saying like uh, if you clean your house and then 10 minutes later you've got a dust, a, a residue <laughs> of dust and stuff all over your house. It might be time. Yeah. Uh, because it's probably coming for your ductwork. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well and some of the basics is change your filters yeah. on a regular basis. I mean that's they, they some basic that. maintenance yeah. That's just that's something you can do and cost you five bucks for new filters and you, for the yeah. most part. And your furnace filters and stuff like that too. That's what I mean. Yeah. Because yeah. that that affects the efficiency. He's got $5 furnace filters? I guess. Holy yeah. smokes. It's a I want one of those. Yeah. Yeah, mine's mine's a little bit more than that, but but it's still you're right. It's not it's not a big expense. You no. know, it's one of those simple little things. It's take a lot easier than having somebody come out and troubleshoot your whole uh whole well, system. Well, you know, I right? mean if if you have a if you have a room that's cold all the time in the winter and warm in the summer, maybe the windows aren't working. I mean, you right. can check for drafts around windows. You can, you can, you know. I mean, depending on how old the windows are, they may be failing. So you're getting more air, tra- more heat transfer. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it could be any number of things. It could be insulation issues. Maybe you had some kind of squirrel or something in your attic at some time that met, messed with, that made it decided to make a nest out of you know the insulation and above that bedroom and don't don't laugh because they do that oh yeah all the time it's crazy (laughs) yeah so i I mean it could be any number it could be any number of things that could be simple fixes and so i've heard i've heard this before and i figured while i got you and we're talking about this i've heard that it's not a good thing to close off those surface vents like if you have the floor vents it's not a good thing to close those off because it affects airflow throughout the entire house and then i've heard that it'll save energy if you do it in a room that you don't use that sort of thing what's what do you think the best option is is there is it okay to shut those off is it going to help is it not going to help or i mean i i'd shut it in rooms that i'm not using very often Although I don't have one of those. And so. they sell those things, too, that'll cover it even more, those little, like, magnets that go on the top or whatever. Yeah. And well, that's supposed to divert the air so that, like, if there's something over top of it, it's mm-hmm. not just shooting up into that. Right. It's diverting it to... Oh, I was talking about the block off. But, yeah, I know what you're oh, talking about. Okay. It has I the little scoop got, on like, there yeah, that, right. yeah, so, like, if it's going up under your couch or something, you can right. actually just push it back out. And, yeah. Right. Okay. I, yeah, I, I, I guess but I know there's, what you're But there's no issue with, with doing that. No. Okay. All right. So, what are some of the other things that people might need to look at with their heating and air conditioning system? Uh, so we talked about cleaning. Cleaning for sure. I mean, it may be. I mean, you know, worst case scenario, what you have isn't working anymore, the way it should. You know. Okay. Depending on how old it is. So, you know, I mean, that's obviously that's a worst case scenario, but that. Typically, if you you can troubleshoot and you can decide whether windows insulation, 
damp some dampers things like that would would work would another option be to just hey this room's cold and let's go get a little space heater instead or you can always you can always do that but i don't know my my wife's the same way about uh space heater she's not a not a fan yeah and I know people are going to be like, no, no, the, the new ones are just fine. And it's just, you know, it's one of those things. It's like right. you kind of grew up with them being a danger, and it's a little hard to get over for some people. And I can understand that, uh, with, without a doubt. But at the same time, if you're buying, if you're buying some of those those heaters, you know, they're over a hundred bucks for decent ones at work, right. right? So at that point, you're getting into why don't you just have somebody come out and take care of your stuff? Exactly. Right. I mean, it, it would be a short term fix, a space heater. Yeah. I mean. What you what and then the power costs too, right? Exactly. That go into that. Exactly, and that's why it's really a short-term fix. I mean, in the long run, it it's worth troubleshooting it, figuring out what's going on, and taking care of the issues. And maybe for a short period of time, you need a fix, uh, something to get you through until you're you're ready to do, mm-hmm. do the job. Or until somebody can get out there. <laughs> so what? Did you have something to say, Chris? Or? Well, space heaters to me are an indication that that's your first sign that something's wrong. If you're putting space heaters in your house as your, you know, as a backup system to your yeah. already existing furnace, then there's issues going on, and those should be taken care of so you can get rid of the space heaters. And we're talking about actually needing a space heater. If, if you don't have a fireplace, but you want like a fireplace-looking element or something like that, but yeah, that's totally different. That's different. Right. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's more of a design aesthetic, right? Um, now, what about like a garage? Because a lot of people in the winter, um, yeah, maybe they work in their garage. Like I have a shop in the garage, mm-hmm. and of course, it's so it's always fun going out there and freezing. Um, so one of the things that we're considering this year, heating options for the garage. And, you know, it's, it's probably going to have to be one of those forced air things because the, you know, the lamp, the, like, kerosene lamp doesn't work. No, uh, not for a just, space just, like that. Just not, just not good enough. Um, one of those ceiling mount yeah. deals. With yeah, the... and so, yeah, I was kind of looking at one of the ceiling mount things. Um, but then, of course, the, you know, the little forced air blower thing is in there, but there might be some dangers with that. So I wanted to talk to you about that. Is that cool? Oh, I yeah. Those are I would say if you're gonna do it, that's the way to go. Right with because the the forced the yeah. forced air versus the, the the actual permanent like heating unit mounted into the into the garage. Would well, you what go is with the, the forced air one then? You know, like where they have the the kerosene or the propane, and it looks like a giant like missile tube thing. And oh, you're oh. talking oh you're talking like a salamander. Uh, no, I would no. go with something permanent. Yeah. Okay. All right. For so sure. We'll, we'll talk about that here uh, coming up on Measure Twice on ninety five three MNC. Worn and withered with its roof sunk in Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. This is Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. Brought to you by Miller's Building Supply and Hoosier Hardwood. Miller's Building Supply, where services priority since 1982, and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And Hoosier Hardwood. Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. Visit hoosierhardwoodfloors.com. And if you have any questions, you can email us at questions at mtwiceshow.com or visit our website and click on the contact us page. All right. So we were talking about um, HVAC and making sure that your house is properly, you know, getting its its airflow and, and its heating is being distributed evenly and that sort of thing. And it kind of got me thinking about the garage because it's cold outside right now. And yours truly is, of course, moving out to the garage for a lot of his work and, and that garage is freezing. So there comes kind of a, an issue on, all right, well, this year I can't just 
pack it up for a couple of months until it gets warm again. I've got to actually work throughout the winter now, and i got to figure out how to heat that garage. So there's a couple of options. The little, like, kerosene lamp thing, yeah. which is, you know, it'll, it'll toast your left cheek. If you're if you're standing next to it and it's right. behind you, then you got to worry about tripping over the thing. And they're not exactly the most reliable heat sources in the world, anyway. Then you can have those little like turbine engine things that look like little missiles, and you put them at the end of your garage and kind of blow heat in there. Those things are loud, though, aren't they? Oh yeah, they're really loud. And you can get those in propane, kerosene, things like that, which also causes other problems. Like if you've got machinery in there, there could be an issue of moisture and rust buildup. Is is there a big fire hazard with those things? I've heard uh, that there can be, especially with the kerosene units. I, well, I, I would imagine with the kerosene ones a little more, but I mean, really, they're fairly safe. Okay. And then the other option that we're looking at, which is basically the same price, a little bit more hassle because you can't just go to the store, buy something, and set it up, is getting one of those permanent, like, uh, cubed mm-hmm. heating units right. in there, which means you've got to convert over um, different voltage and things like that. So you've got to have at least one of your outlets that can power that thing because it's usually not your standard voltage. Well, it, there's uh, several types. There's the electric, and then there's natural gas. And I my my preference is the natural gas yeah. ones because they just are more efficient, and they work – They're it's a, it's a little bit different heat too, really. Right. Is it di- is it difficult though? Because I don't know that my garage would be set up for something like that. Is it difficult to do? Because we have gas in the house. Yeah. Would it be difficult to set it up in the garage as well? Because my garage is not attached to my house now. Right. So I've got like a. Pole uh, you'd bar. have to have it run to the to that okay shop. So if, a little bit easier if your garage is attached to your right. Home. Right. Now, uh, so in that case, you know, uh, something that runs off of two ten would probably. Or 220 or whatever, it would probably make it make more more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it'd probably be a little. I mean, it's not going to be cheap to get a gas line run out to your right. Dep- especially how, depending on how far it's going. Probably going to be easier to get the outlet changed over. Right. Yeah. You set your electric up right for it. Uh, but yeah, those are definitely the the thing about it is like, you know, so. If you're going to have family out there, I mean, it's it's a nice heat. It's not loud. Mm-hmm. It keeps, it you know, it and, and it can you can set it back so that it will just keep you know the chill off of things if you're not in there. Keep it from freezing. Right. right. And then right. when you go in, you can and then we go on, you, right. you turn it up. Every all those other heat sources are just you're just using them when you're in there. Right. And. If you're letting them run otherwise, that's when they become a fire hazard. <laughs> you mean I can't run my kerosene blowtorch at the end? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't do that? No. Well, they, you know, they say don't do that, but but well, it's like, you know, people running generators in their house. They, I mean, why would you ever do that? But every year you hear somebody, there's always somebody who dying right. of carbon monoxide because they ran a generator in their house. Right. So. Yeah. I like that. The heat sort that. The, I like things that are more permanent. Yeah. So that right. Well, yeah. And the beauty of it is, you know, look, if I need to go out and work and do something, it's already doing its thing while right. I'm away anyway. I right. don't have to sit, go in there when it's freezing, drag this thing out, set it up, and right. yeah. and again, if it's not a reg, if you're not out there working in a, on a regular basis or, or enjoying your garage space on a regular basis, you may not need a, a right. permanent heating unit out there. But you know, it's also good to have if you have a car in there. Yeah, right. you know, because now your car is warm when you're getting into it, and and that ice and stuff like that is taken care of when you're you know driving around in in this garbage that we have right. out there right now. 
So there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits to having something like that. But here's the thing that I, I found interesting about this, and I don't know how many people have even bothered to look at shopping, is that if you're going to get one of those good blowtorchy dilios, which you have to have your garage door open if you're right. going to do it right, because you're not supposed to do this inside of a closed garage. Right. <laughs> Just kind of reminder. But, so you're always going to have that cold air kind of coming in and competing with it, right? Right. Um, but those things, if you're going to get one that really, really works, I mean, they're they're two, three hundred bucks minimum, right? Oh yeah. Uh, you can find them on sale for less than that sometimes too, but but you're still going to be spending two, three hundred dollars to get a good working unit for it when the permanent air conditioner unit is like three hundred bucks anyway. Right. Right. So why not get the permanent thing and set the thermostat on it and let it run yeah. and do its thing? I mean, it it adds a it adds a value too because of the. The permanent garage. Yeah. yeah. It just, and, you know, if you have a garage that's finished, you know, a lot of, and, and really, you, I mean, we've talked about it before, a lot more people are using their garages in a, for, you know, parties or whatever. So you see it being used more often for entertaining. Yeah. So if you have a finished garage or you're using it for things like that, it just makes sense because, you're not dealing with the fumes. You're not dealing with the noise, and and when with the freeze thaw, what what it keeps it things don't move as much. So then it you know I mean if your garage isn't staying above freezing or you know like fifty or whatever all the time, and it's finished, your drywall's gonna crack and yep, yeah you're just gonna have all kinds of issues. So it and it and it adds value. I mean somebody it when. If and when you decide to sell, somebody look, steps in the garage. It's a little warm, and you know that's a nice. It's a nice little feature. Sure. Whether it's a shop or it's a recreational right. space or right. just, just a park. However car, you're using it's nice, it, yeah. yeah, nice having something absolutely warm out there. And and again, if you have machinery into just as somebody who has machinery in his in his garage, rust is a factor. Oh yeah, you, sure. you have to consider. So if you don't have a heating element out there, rust is a factor. And if you're blowing that forced air. Right in there, especially with kerosene units, I hear rust is a big factor. Well, all of those will will create moisture right. because of how they work, because of the because of that how they're heating the air and forcing it through. Mm-hmm. It creates moisture, so all of them are going to create some sort of moisture. Now, what people may not know is you've got to convert from your standard voltage. You've got to you got to up your voltage for one of those air conditioning units. I don't think they make them for your standard. No, was it one ten or whatever? No, I mean if you're getting an, an electric unit, it it's gonna be it's gonna be like the same voltage as your clothes dryer. Okay, so you have to get now. How is that a big hassle to do that? No, that might no. that might scare some people. Like, oh god, I have to That's, have an electrician I mean, come out and he, you probably. I mean. You should have an electrician come right. and take care of that for you, but that's not going to be something that's going to cost you a lot. So it's, it can take a lot of time. No, well, no, like that. So no. it's a fairly simple job. Yeah, then. absolutely. So it's just really, I mean, it's worth it's worth it. Not YouTube DIY job. That's no. correct. It's a fairly simple job for a professional. Right. Uh, to come, remember my my horror stories with the the electrical in that garage when we were first moving in. The right. guy came out to put in an outlet for us, and and he just giggled and yeah. laughed at whoever had done the work before. It was like, oh god, great. He's like, yeah, you're lucky you haven't burned down yet. So, and and we think that that was a uh, DIY YouTube job, most, most likely. <clears throat> yeah, if they used. YouTube. I mean, he, he, yeah, if, if. <laughs> they probably had their buddy Phil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's easy. And this 50 years ago. 
anything else to consider? I mean, with uh, with garage stuff uh, before we get out of here, you know, having to come in deal with the ice and the snow on your car and melting in there and, and that sort of thing. Any other suggestions? Any tips? Insulated garage doors. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that, Chris, because I was looking at things uh, to do in 2018, because, you know, I like my lists, things to do in 2018 that will actually add value, and one of them was to replace your garage doors. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of people just have the cheap garage doors, and sometimes they've been beat up and, and that sort of thing. So talk a little bit about how an upgrade on a garage door can really help. What was the uh, percentage of return on a garage it's a, door? It's it was like huge. 100%. 100 percent return. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was, well, it wasn't. It wasn't quite. It was like 97 percent like return. Now, can you get that with just going and buying the cheapest garage doors at, at a store, just to say that they're new garage doors, or do we want to actually uh, you wanna, spend you, a little bit of money? You spend, spend a little, a little bit. Of money. Bit. Okay. You want an, an insulated garage door and have it professionally done. And it's. Uh, it's the, just the technology anymore yeah. that's changed with the garage door. I mean. Um, they have battery packs now, so if you lose power, you can still operate you still your do okay. garage door. Whereas before, power went out and you had an electric garage door opener, you couldn't you get in. You had to find a way to get in. You right. got to, yeah, yeah. The manual Unlock lever it, up there. Yeah. And now you can even, you know, of course, with a smartphone, you can download their app and op- check. You can open your garage door at any and time. And so can everybody else. So can everybody else. Yeah, exactly. I did, I did a story yesterday on the uh, the Bluetooth uh, gun safes. Yeah. Because Bluetooth is a notoriously insecure technology anyway, so it was a bad idea to do this. And, yeah, it turns out that anybody can unlock it with a simple Python script. It's like, And it doesn't even verify what your PIN code is. It's just, oh, yeah, so hopefully, this number's great. So hopefully it's not the same thing for your uh, garage. Hopefully. Let's hope not. Hopefully. Yeah, let's hope not. So, but an insulated, um, especially if you've got a heating element, in there. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, you don't want to spend too much money on electrical um, with your with your yeah, power. Or your gas. I mean, none of that right. stuff's cheap. I mean, you don't want to... Uh, it's it's worth that little extra for that. Yeah. We might have to we might have to revisit this maybe next week. We'll, yeah, we'll talk we a can. little bit about some of the, the upgrades that'll, you know, give yeah. you a big return on investment next year. Maybe you're considering going in because the market is much better now. Yeah. Maybe you're considering uh, looking at selling next year if you figure the market's finally ripe for a pretty good year for real estate this yeah. last year so all right guys anything else to add before we get out of here this week no good to go you're gonna go hum your christmas music again chris whistle whistle he yeah. was whistling when he came in I here was. man we we're like what in the heck i started to think he's a happy dude a killer clown upstairs yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he never comes in whistling he's just waltz right in whistling uh, all right uh, well, as long as you're in a good mood <laughs> yeah <laughs> for now there you go <laughs> Hey, everybody. Once again, uh, really thank you very much for uh, for listening to the show. Catch us online, mtwiceshow.com. You can send us your questions and, and everything there. I promise I'm working on getting those. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I promise. Everybody's been a little busy over at the station with the changeovers and stuff like that here. So uh, we've got uh, we've got Measure Twice again uh, every single week, uh, mtwiceshow.com. And for Joel Graber, Graber Custom Remodeling, Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors, great people and great businesses. If you guys need their work and their, their expertise, definitely reach out to them. I'm Casey Hendrickson. Thank you for listening to Measure Twice here on 95.3 MNC. Thanks for listening to Measure Twice. If you have questions for Chris, Joel, or Rob, email them to questions at mtwiceshow.com. And listen again next week on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.